toxins in the environment can all cause epigenetic changes that rapidly age us. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. You know, longevity begins in the womb. What we do for our health matters for generations. And I think science is only beginning to really realize the intensity of that statement, that longevity begins in the womb. We see drugs, as I mentioned during my last podcast on um, hormone disruptors and do no harm, is the fact that you know widely prescribed DES was used to help maintain a pregnancy. However, it wasn't effective and created third generation problems. We talked about some of those in the last episode, but I want to really share what are common things today that are having genetic and generational outcomes. Not to be doom and gloom, I promise you, I'm going to give you a lot of hope because I'm going to talk about age reversal techniques that each and every one of us can do starting right now, that's going to make a big difference in our lives. And no matter how old we are, I'm particularly as an OBGYN fond of discussing obstetric issues and, and when life begins issues, because again, longevity starts in the womb. What we do for ourselves matters for generations to come. And on an community basis. The healthier we are, the healthier relationships we have in community, the healthier and longer lived our life is in a better quality of life. At the end of the day, we want to say, gosh, I have loved well, I have laughed a lot, and I have given at least as much, if not more, than I have received. And you know, love, laugh, and give. It's a great motto to start the day with and to end our lives with and to really recognize how valuable each and every one of you are and how gifted each and every one of you are in, um, in your life and in your roles and in your purposes and passions. So let's make the duration of our life as healthy as possible and not be restricted to a chair or wheelchair or bed or um, not able to remember who we are, where we came from, those we love standing around us. It seems, it does seem tragic and it feels tragic and caring for patients like that and their families, it is a true tragedy. And if what we know now are things that can be done to reverse this, prevent it altogether, man, like, like make that front page news. So I'm bringing it to you ahead of the curve as usual. 
This is Dr. Anna Kabeca. I am the Girlfriend Doctor, and I am here to inspire you, educate you, and hopefully make you laugh in some form of entertainment one way or another. Um, really, it's all about nurturing our body, nourishing our body, um, educating and awakening our mind, awakening to what is real and pertinent to us at this moment, and shining from the inside out, and of course, connecting with those and others that with ourselves and others that we really love. So welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. And I'm gonna talk about longevity today. And with that, I'm gonna just start with reiterating a little bit about um, endocrine disruptors. In my book, The Hormone Fix, which if you don't know, it's also SOS Menopause in French. Uh, the French edition came out and they retitled it SOS Menopause, which I love it. Preparez-vous à vivre des années fantastiques to prepare you for fantastic years the rest of your life. Um, so in the Hormone Fix, I have a whole chapter on, on endocrine disruption. Again, not to be doom and gloom, but to recognize what we do for ourselves and our family has consequences, last, has long-lasting, even generational effects. As we saw in my last episode when I talked about diethylstilbestrone, it was touted, again, to be something all moms should take all moms should take it so that they can, you know, ensure that they don't have a miscarriage or, you know, preterm birth. I mean, really a lot of pressure on moms, you know what I mean? And, and that's just tragic. And doctors thinking, you know, again, without the research. And this was very interesting because I just came from the Da Vinci 50, a conference that is held bringing together 50 leaders in um, longevity medicine, age reversal, anti-aging, and I was invited to attend, and uh, it was quite an honor. And I was able to hear some key speakers, the first of which um, is a Dr. Gregory Church, who is a professor at Harvard University. And I'd asked them the question about like science and, and some of the studies and FDA approval. And he thoughtfully replied, he said, we absolutely should, and the FDA should require third generation animal studies before mass distribution into our into the public into moms into moms to be you know dads to be um, but third generation study should be done and animal studies are quick I mean, they can be very very quick and give us a good idea but the fact is a lot of the uh, medic you know most if not all you know, most of the medications that are released today still don't have third generation studies. And we need to start looking because in our environment over the last hundred years, there's been hundreds of thousands of chemicals and many of which are reported to be carcinogenic and inflammatory. And so I wanna share with you some things that each and every one of us can do to make some simple changes in our lives so that we can um, have the highest quality of life throughout our life, right? Throughout our life. So in, in chapter seven, I say, protect yourself from toxic overload and hormone disruptors. And I go through some easy, easy things that we can do to reduce toxic exposure. And I'll review a few of those with you. And I want to talk about some of the most common places we get it in our cosmetics, in our food supply, in our food chain, in our water, our drinking supply, if we consider the number of um, drugs that are in our drinking supply, really cannot drink water out of a faucet anymore. 
really cannot. And I am definitely getting, I'm in my new condo, but one of the first things I'm doing is getting some shower filters on because what we goes on our skin can get absorbed in our body. Our skin is our first line of defense, hence the acidic, typically acidic pH of our skin. So we want to improve that overall. So removing toxic disruptors. I'm also going to talk about the, the key areas that do affect our longevity and with that epigenetics. And this is one thing at the conference that really emphasized was epigenetics, overgenetics, the environment that we're in, the lifestyle that we keep can overpower some of the worst genetics. But knowing what those genetics are, that's really powerful. So if you don't have your 23andMe yet, the health profile, please get it because not to alarm you, but to prepare you and better arm you with things that you make, interventions that are easy to do that can support your body, like methylation. A key longevity factor is how well we methylate. And if we do have impaired methylation, we want to improve the methyl factors. So from dark green leafies, foods rich in B vitamins and, and methylated folate, as well as supplementing, supplementing with methylated folate and methylated B vitamins. So that makes a difference in the type of supplementation. And that was pretty much unanimously agreed upon. And, um, and so other places that we, you know, get toxic exposure is, is, you know, from um, things that are treated, like especially fire resistant treated fabrics are quite toxic to our endocrine system. And, um, and that can, you know, that can make a really big difference. So our skincare, our cosmetics, so choose your toxins carefully, right? And limit them whenever possible, you know, limiting your toxins. But that's a really big thing. GMOs that we know have um, can potentially affect us and also generationally. So we want to choose organic food whenever possible and fresh as possible food. Just a reminder about that. We've talked a lot about that in the past, but, um, but that makes a difference. And one of uh, Dr. David Sinclair, who wrote uh, The Lifespan, uh, if fabulous book. He's also a very well-known, very popular researcher at Harvard University in longevity and age reversal, and his book, The Lifespan Recommended Reading, um, also talks about the big endocrine disruptors. So I want to share some of the, the big ones that he mentioned, but also, again, some of the things that, that you know, I write about in my book. And first is PCBs. You know, anything with PCBs are considered highly toxic. DDT, which was a pesticide that's used, it's still generationally present, at least three generations. And so we're not exactly sure how long it's going to take to get out of our system. But dioxins, so dioxins are a byproduct from um, the production of chlorine-containing products like pesticides, wood preservatives, and the bleaching of paper. And they can linger in the environment for years and pile up in the food chain. And they diminish the production of thyroid hormones and testosterone and mimic estrogen in the body and are also linked to endometriosis. And I think it's really interesting because a young man came to me recently, uh, 24 years old, with low testosterone levels and a hypothyroid functioning, so a elevated TSH. And um, his doctor prescribed testosterone 
And that was it. I'm like, first, we have to address the thyroid. We have to address the underlying reason why a young, healthy male would be low in testosterone. And so we need to look at endocrine disruptors like dioxins. How is, I mean, call, you know, college graduate student, lots of exposures, you know, and, um, and what we can do to clear some of these chemicals from our body, but we want to address that. Heavy metals can affect both the thyroid and hormone production, chronic stress, surely, and other endocrine disruptors. So in a, my approach to this young man is to do a, you know, endocrine toxicity workup. You can do one at, for example, Genova Labs. Um, they do environmental toxin screening and heavy metal screening. So definitely want that testing. And then address the thyroid. First of all, can keep do a better workup. The workup was not good. So we need to look at thyroid antibodies, free T4, free T3, look at reverse T3 and antithyroglobulin antibodies and thyroid peroxidase antibodies. That would be part of the workup for this young man. It makes perfect sense, right? But also with testosterone levels low, what's the precursor levels? What's his DHEAS levels or progesterone and pregnenolone levels? Certainly we want to know that, right? Wouldn't you? I mean, of course, I'm you know, being sarcastic here, but yes, we want to know that. And we need to start thinking about that, but it's not part of every physician's toolbox. The other piece of that picture, if you're suffering low testosterone is where does that test, and this is true of both men and women, but where is that testosterone going? Is it going towards estrogen? Then you might get man boobs. We call those moobs. No moobs, we don't want them. So, but it could lead to that testosterone converts to estrogen. And is it converting to a healthy estrogen or an unhealthy estrogen? What do those metabolites look like? We have to think this through. The other place testosterone could be converting to is dihydrotestosterone, the very, um, very potent male androgen hormone, dihydrotestosterone, guilty uh, cause of the um, hair recession and male pattern baldness that is uh, not uncommon. And, uh, you know, understanding why is that going, the enzyme action or inaction that could be driving that. And that's another way to address this. But what also is blocking this hormone disruption? Could it have been something, you know, his mom was exposed to in, in pregnancy? I mean, longevity starts in the womb where, you know, and, and we do need to be not to, I'm not giving any mom's guilt here. Look, I'm living life too, Right. But we're not aware, most of us haven't been aware of that and the potent complications of this. Now, there's no excuse to not be aware. We need to demand third generation studies, looking at fertility, looking at reproductive health, because we are seeing an increase in infertility, an increase in early menopause and early andropause or hormone deficiency symptoms. So we want to address that. So... Um, so there are many things. The other thing that is um, phthalates, which are very common. I mean, it's the plastic bottles we're drinking out of. So we want reusable shaker cups. I use ice shakers, um, shaker cups. They're stainless steel, clean, awesome construction, and just perfect. So I use the ice shaker cup and, um, and use, using that for hot and cold and not drink and bisphenol A's and BPA's. We want to avoid that. If we, you know, I don't know about you, but every once in a while I get my to-go coffee or, or tea, the plastic lids, you need to take those off right away because that is full of bisphenol A and that has detrimental, um, 
consequences on your hormones. It's a huge disruptor. It's a huge disruptor. It's BPA for short, bisphenol A, is found in um, plastics. It's used to make also lining of metal food cans and dental sealants, another area, I think in dentistry, it's kind of archaic. I think we do a lot of things in dentistry that hopefully in 10 years from now, we won't be doing. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I always say it's worse going to the dentist than the gynecologist. So I have my bias in that. <laughs> so, uh, but a lot of, you know, certainly dental amalgams have long been known to have a high toxicity rating and we need to avoid those. But we also need to avoid the epoxy resins where the BPA can exist and drink something hot and that's going into your nervous system and blood uh, supply. So we want to avoid that. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so between BPAs and phthalates, well, phthalates are added, as I mentioned, to plastic products to make them strong, yet soft and pliable. They're also used in carpet backing, paints, glues, insect repellents, hairspray, and nail polish. So yay to the cleaner nail movement. That's really important and not using hairspray. Um, and of course, that we have healthier options. And I think I've, I use healthy hair oils instead nowadays. But um, again, we want to minimize our toxins, minimize our toxic exposure. Phthalates have long been known to suppress ovulation and normal estrogen production and cause premature breast development in young girls and also contribute to PCOS, according to many scientific studies have been purported. Uh, performed over the last 10 to 15 years. So that's important to look at that. So whenever possible, you know, store in glass um, and don't heat in plastic, don't use plastic containers, don't microwave your food and um, look for BPA free on the label. Although the BPA substitutes aren't necessarily that good. And you're like, oh my God, what do I buy? Buy fresh whole food as much as, as, much as possible. Other areas that, you know, you think of this off-gassing of chemicals is in a, a plastic shower curtain, your dry, in your dry cleaning bags. So using an organic fiber, um, natural fiber shower curtain, quick fix, and, you know, um, having a green, clean, dry cleaning um, is a good option. Remove the plastic bags before you bring it into the house. And that's another, again, quick fix for some of those things that we love doing. Um, and another big place for BPAs is those receipts we get at the, and I just think of the um, cashiers and they're always touching these receipts. I want them to be wearing some, you know, we can go back to those elegant cotton gloves and can wear those elegant cotton gloves. Wouldn't that be good? And you can just wash them at the end of each day. But um, because even plastic gloves, okay, there's some toxicity there. It's a nice barrier, better than touching the BPA all day, the um, receipts. So those receipts are creating hormone disruption. And I, I typically don't touch a receipt unless I have to. I don't ask for the receipt. Um, now, of course, can pay by phone, but also just take a snapshot of the receipt and, um, and have it discarded. But our, our cashiers really need to to think about that, but definitely um, forego touching the receipts as much as possible. So, so those are really some key things. And I mentioned pesticides, and that is um, 
I think a very strong, it's a strong and necessary statement to say, stay clear of glyphosate sprayed food by um, seeking out products that does have the USDA organic label. Now, I know that is really ass backwards because why should we label something organic? It's, you know, it's born and raised that way, right? Or nature makes it that way. Instead, things that are um, chemically altered and treated should be labeled like glyphosate treated food. I mean, it's kind of backwards the way we do it. And that kind of upsets me because it puts a financial burden on natural growers with much, they have much less of a margin than the mass produced, mass sprayed um, agricultural farms. And so we have to consider that and really support our local and small farmers. And I know my audience, I know y'all do this. And for those hunters in there, like I've, I think that's great. I just think that, um, you know, we have to avoid the farmed, sprayed, injected as much as possible because it doesn't just get into us, it gets in to the next generation. And so, so um, look for that label. It's worth the investment. It totally is worth the investment um, as it is more expensive, but we do want to support that um, industry of organic and natural and really demand that chemically treated altered natural foods, et cetera, are, are so labeled, are so labeled as that they are altered. So, so heavy metals is another big one, as I gave in the case of the young man who has low testosterone, you know, heavy metals are huge endocrine disruptors. And we can think of mercury um, from fish and in our, and certainly in our food supply, but also amalgam dental fillings, but lead also, which is a component of air pollution and in paints and dyes, ceramic glazes, glazes among other things. So um, heavy metals are certainly linked to many women's health conditions. And um, like, for example, cadmium, mercury, manganese, lead, and arsenic all limit fertility. And um, moderate lead exposures increase the risk for spontaneous abortions and complications in pregnancy. So I often test my patients for heavy metals, especially when they're um, in, you know, having infertility. And I, I treat with natural chelators because a, a chelator is designed to bind with heavy metals so that they can be removed safely from your body, excreted safely through your stool. Uh, vitamin C is an example of one that is is just natural and really improve has dramatic improvements. And I typically will do 2,000 to 4,000. I use a vitamin C initially and work up sometimes to higher doses if I'm working on chelating. But also foods, certain foods we eat that we can naturally add to our diet to help chelate. Again, detox, retox. So natural foods to help detox heavy metals include foods that are high in sulfur. So our garlic and our ginger, our cilantro, onions, broccoli sprouts, and eggs all help scavenge and safely remove um, from the body toxic metals that they come into contact with. Curcumin also reduces the toxic injury to the liver produced by some of these toxic metals. So I think that's really important to to recognize that those sodium foods, and they're all keto green. So 
They are all keto green foods. So detox first, increase your vitamin C, then support your gut. Like we don't want to start moving metals if we're not having bowel movements because then the toxins can reabsorb. So having one to two bowel movements a day on average is necessary. Any less than that, it's constant, it's constipation and it's toxic to your system because you're just reabsorbing toxins when they're meant to be gotten rid of. This episode of the show is sponsored by Mighty Maca Plus. Mighty Maca Plus is the superfood green drink with over 30 amazing ingredients, including adaptogens and kosher organic maca from Peru that really work together to help support your body, balance your hormones, decrease inflammation, and give you that energy. Stop that three o'clock lull as well as help you get a better night's sleep. So if you're feeling sluggish, struggling with PMS, brain fog, hot flashes, low libido, or other issues, you know, it is time to try Mighty Maca Plus. It is just what the doctor ordered. To try Mighty Maca Plus risk-free, go to dranna.com and use show 10 to get 10% off your first order. Okay, so in Dr. Church from Harvard talked about the biological hallmarks for aging. So I'm going to tell you what those are and then also certain things that we can do that are definitely going to improve all of all of these um, markers, all of these things. The first is chromosome maintenance, DNA repair efficiency, and um, telomere erosion. So when we have problems with our DNA, when we have genetic errors, or there's the disruption to our code, our, our DNA code, then that rapidly ages us. That is a um, uh, trauma to our genetics, and it ages us rapidly. So so the second thing is senescence. That is just natural aging of cells, but it can be rapidly um, advanced because of life stresses like and, and environmental stresses like smoking, for instance, high blood sugar, high blood pressure, um, inflammation. All of those things can rapidly increase senescence. And inflammation is in a category of its own that it does accelerate aging. The more inflammation we have, the more rapidly every cell in our body ages. And that's from our brain to our heart, to our bones, to our hair, to our skin. And fourth is mitochondrial quality control. Mitochondria are the energy powerhouses of the cell. It's, if you remember the Krebs cycle back in biology 101, that's where we learn about mitochondria and their ATP energy making. So healthier mitochondria lead to healthier cells. And the same thing when mitochondria are, are um, functioning poorly, and it could be from nutrients, um, in, um, and it can be from um, toxins, and it can be from enzyme deficiencies. All of those can cause, you know, a, a, poor quality mitochondria. And that's going to lead to rapidly declining energy, exhaustion, crashing fatigue. We often relate that to mitochondria. Fifth is proteostasis, and we're not changing, not improving, not growing. And sixth is immune dysfunction. So the, you know, uh, genetic autoimmunities and environmental autoimmunities 
anyone with autoimmune issues in Hashimoto's thyroiditis is a very common one, multiple sclerosis, another one, autoimmune suppression um, from medications like steroids is another one, all increase rapid aging. And seventh is metabolic dysregulation. So problem with our metabolism. And we look at things like your basal metabolic rate and um, and look at the, the lower it is, the more unhealthy we are. And so improving our metabolism in general. And then um, finally, eight number, epigenetic changes. And these are things that also, again, cause problems with our, our genetic expression. But um, so things like I just ran through toxins in the environment can all cause epigenetic changes that rapidly age us. And we don't want that, right? We wanna age well. So let's just start with talking about some things that we can do to improve the way we age. And number one, and, and definitely recommended by everyone at the meeting was certainly glucose regulation to get a nice steady state glucose. And in Keto Green 16, I wore a continuous glucose monitor, CGM for short, every day for, I don't know, for almost a year. And as I worked with different recipes and I saw what increased my blood sugar and what doesn't. And so it's important to kind of identify that for yourself to see what, what, what changes your blood sugar, what can, you know, how do you keep it nice and steady? But most time, right? I say 80% keto green, 10% fasting, 10% feasting. So metabolic flexibility does help. And of course, with glucose um, regulation, we want to avoid the carbs, we want to avoid the sugars. And for, you know, my advocacy is certainly for women through menopause at this time of highly neuroendocrine vulnerability. And we want to um, support women and we want to support men, of course, right? That, they go hand in hand. So we want to support all people, but especially women during menopause when our progesterone and pregnenolone levels are plummeting um, and um, estrogen and estrogen is plummeting also and glucose utilization in the brain is being uh, sacrificed is is suffering because gluconeogenesis in the brain is estrogen dependent. In other words, switching to ketones is brain food because it does not depend on hormones to use ketones for fuel. And the more we can get into a positive state of healthy ketosis, like being keto green, the healthier and more stable your blood sugar is, the improved cell health and mitochondrial function you have and metabolism. These are all longevity increasing. For women, I say 16 hours of fasting, we can do more and typically a minimum of 13 hours of fasting. But on average, I like to see 16 hours of fasting between dinner and breakfast. We work up to it from 13 hours, get up to 16 hours, do periodic extended fast and um, do periodic feasting with healthy, with healthy, great foods. And I want to see you do that because you will improve the quality of your life. And no, tests don't guess. Know when you're in ketosis and know when your blood sugar is high and what's keeping you out of ketosis. It could be a favorite food that's you know, uh, disrupting, causing an insulin sensitivity and inflammation, which can then 
increase cortisol and can increase blood glucose. So there's a cycle to this. I explain it deeper in Keto Green 16, but we want to really do a low glucose, low glucose diet and get into the state of ketosis, especially through menopause when we're in the state of neuroendocrine vulnerability to really help us mind, body, and spirit, improve our energy, our quality of life, and certainly our longevity with this. I had a client today in the Girlfriend Doctor Club, Mary, she is um, in her late 60s and she has been doing Keto Green for a while and she's struggled through her life with elevated lipid levels. And she said her doctor reported to her yesterday that her lipids are in the normal range and look better than ever. And she is feeling amazing. And so long, we have to stay with this, like stay with the keto green lifestyle, 10, 80, 10 rule. So stay with the keto green lifestyle. The benefits come more and more the longer we persist with that. Just like staying with Jolva. I mean, my gosh, ladies who have been with Jolva now for a while are let, you know, report constantly that their vagina is 20 again, and it's in creating amazing changes in their lives. So persistence pays off with these. And, you know, I have the, the cases to, to prove it. So Maintaining a stable glucose, nice, low, stable glucose, not these peaks and valleys with snacking and carb-ridden meals throughout the days is a true um, hack for longevity. So we definitely want to do that. The other thing is... Um, knowing your nutritional, knowing your nutritional profile, like, do you have an MTHFR gene defect? Do you, are you a poor methylator? Because methyl, healthy methylation is a marker of longevity. Those who are, um, who have the genetic uh, SNP are, you know, will age faster if we don't intervene with healthy methylation factors. So the greens and keto green, methylated B12, methylated folate, again, the type of supplementation that we use is really important. And you can just look on my, for example, my keto green shake, it has methyl, you know, it has the most active bioavailable forms of the vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that you want. I mean, they are the highest quality. So we look at methylated bees and uh, methylated folate and how that can really make a difference in your quality of life. So that's in there. That's just a given for my product um, creation so that you have that in the protein meal replacement. You have those activated vitamins and minerals to, to be available for your body to use. And that makes that makes a difference. The other, you know, thing that we can do to improve is, um, is temperature extremes. So when we live in a climate controlled world, that also can increase senescent cells. So having extremes of temperature, cold, heat, are beneficial. And I like the heat preferred over the cold, but maybe you've seen some of the ice baths and cold plunges that have been used for, you know, millennia to improve performance and um, to reduce disease and illness. And it's, it's true. It can really, it can really help. We talked about supplementation too. So I'm going to hit on a couple supplements because as you know, like I, I'm a big believer in supplementation as necessary and creating the most healthy combination. So what um, a few supplements that were talked about in, in the um, 
conference were uh, turmeric or curcumin. So as a potent anti-inflammatory and gene regulator, it will help correct um, inflammation in the body. And it's antioxidant quercetin, a precursor to CoQ10, also longevity promoting. Um, green tea extract, another uh, antioxidant and uh, powerful anti-inflammatory. In, and resveratrol, science, David Sinclair, Dr. David Sinclair did original res research on resveratrol and found it to be, have improvements in longevity. Now, of course, you've heard, maybe I, you've heard me argue about this, but I definitely see the, the benefits of resveratrol, but also say that the, the wine drinking communities gain benefit because they are celebrating with each other, laughing, and toasting and telling stories and being in good community, all of which increases the most powerful hormone in our body, and that is oxytocin. So um, is it the wine or is it the good community? All right. So I, I, for sure, it's the good community, but I believe in resveratrol enough. All of those that I just mentioned are in Mighty Maca Plus. So the quercetin, the green tea, and I add in cat's claw extract, another potent anti-aging, um, some great studies to support healing in cancer with cat's claw herb is potently, um, uh, has been potently and scientifically shown. Other things like grapeseed extract, mangosteen, those are some of my favorites. And of course, the greens and enzymes and the O-beta-glucan tremendously beneficial to support our immune system. And of course, maca, adaptogenic in the cruciferous family supports um, adrenals. Anything that can support adrenals makes a big difference. They, Dr. Um, Greg Fahey talked about DHEA. And I've been deep into the science of DHEA now since um, the 1990s. And what, um, you know, saying that DHEA is certainly supportive for longevity. We want to keep our levels up. You know, we want to keep our levels in the high, you know, the optimal ranges for women and the optimal ranges for men. So for women, 150 to 200, for men, to 100 to 300, 250 to 300 even, and supplement, but certainly support the adrenal glands. With Mighty Maca, we've sent, we had clinical studies which looked at um, using two to four scoops of Mighty Maca a day and saw a 70 to 200% increase in DHEA in just two months. So we wanted to support our body's own natural production of our hormones as much as possible. And the combination superfood plan certainly does work great, not to tote my own horn, but it's been in practice now and in use for over 14 years with physicians recommending it from around the world. I've had people using it for that long, including me and my family. We see the results and um, again, long-term benefits. So um, the combination has worked really, really well and test energetically very well for um, my client. So um, supporting yourself with antioxidants. Another antioxidant that was talked about in the meeting is NMN. NMN is a precursor to NAD, and NAD is hugely anti-inflammatory, supports our mitochondria, energy producing, and so um, the recommendations is to use um, that, you know, to support our body with um, producing NAD. Um, 
and that's supplementing with NMN can really can really help. So I think that may be a supplement I, I add to my regimen, but I typically, my regimen, so you know, for um, years and based on continued science is the Mighty Maca. I usually do one or two scoops once or twice a day and um, start that in the morning. And then with my multivitamins, when I break fast with uh, omega-3, with a multivitamin and mineral combination with Albion micronutrients, chelated minerals. You can see what I take every day. It's in my Superwoman packs on my website, the Superwoman packets. So take them basically, if I go on vacation, I take vitamin holidays, drug holidays. I mean, I, I take holidays when I go on vacation and, um, and sometimes when I'm traveling, unless I'm really traveling for with a sitting in a conference all day, I add extra, even though there's detox support in my Superwoman capsules, I add extra detoxification support because of all the chemicals that are used, the off-gassing from the furniture and conferences, as well as ventilation. So I'll increase, I'll take my um, additional detox support to do that. And in my Superwoman packs is also carnitine and CoQ10 to support mitochondrial function. So uh, great science with the anti-aging benefits of those. And, um, and of course, with omega-3s for brain health, for joints, for collagen production, for decreasing inflammation, for glucose stability, it's a great reason. And we uh, use the highest quality omega-3 in my supplements. So I have that. And then in the evening, I have my progesterone, my balance cream that I'll use. And I rotate places I use it because it's progesterone and pregnenolone with tripeptides and some essential oils alternating where I use it. It's also been shown to dramatically reduce age spots. So once I've applied it, face, neck, typically chest, can put it on lower abdomen, um, also in the perineal area, inner thighs, but you know where you want to put it on thin skin, but typically we don't have age spots on thin skin. It really reduces thin skin. That's why I keep it on my chest and, you know, really has reduced age spots on my chest as a big time Leo sun worshiper, but then rub the excess into the back of your hands and sometimes down your legs. And that's a, a vanity, a vanity call for the balance cream too. And in the, at my, at my toilet, there is Jolva and I put it on toilet paper and will wipe with it, making sure I get it once a day. It's at my bedside. It's on my vanity. I keep it visible everywhere. I have some here because also use it on my upper lips. So to reduce lip lines and lip bleeding, and it's just been an amazing bonus. So uh, a sneak peek of what's coming down the line is my lip love um, kiss formula, my Jolva kiss formula and my lip duo formula. So I have uh, a, a more of an ointment based Jolva for the lips so that we can use that to reduce our lip lines and, um, and so that will be coming out and packaged for a smaller tube for our lips and a smaller tube of Jolva for our lower lips. And it is going to be called the Lip Duo. So look for that coming up. We'll be announcing as soon as um, Jolva Kiss comes out because you are just going to love it. It's good for men and women. It is uh, amazing to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles that we get on our lips. So the part of anti-aging is from the inside out and outside in. So things that we do to help support our 
longevity is, is critically important. Another um, supplement that was talked about and by a couple of, um, of researchers was spermidine. Spermidine is a, a, it sounds like what it is, you know, a component of sperm for sure, but we all produce it, men and women produce it naturally. And it's showed some longevity improving effects. And in fact, in the Taoist culture, because um, uh, Dr. Pedram Shojai, uh, from well.org, if you're familiar with his website, also author of The Urban Monk was there and I got to sit and chat with him and he, he led a morning energy Qigong type meditation and showed us an exercise to increase our natural flow and upward push of, of spermidine through a breathing and uh, physical exercise that was really nice to go through. So um, yeah, so just in, in different practices that we can do to help improve our own production of, of our natural longevity producing substances within our body and to improve that. And, and then to, uh, you know, finalize um, practices that improve longevity, certainly um, we have the stem cells and using very small embryonic-like stem cells, VSEL, uh, stem cells intravenously um, and injected um, in, you know, intramuscularly has, have been shown to have anti-aging and age reversal benefits. So I think as more science comes in support of that, that is the science of the future with stem cells and peptides and exosomes. And there are very um, cutting edge practices that are using this, implementing this and having amazing, amazing results. And I, I think it's really, it's really powerful to see this science being birthed. And since I was on the age management medicine scientific advisory committee, um, gosh, in 2010, there's a whole stem cell arm of that in orthopedic medicine. And now it's, you know, more wide, widespread usage, although limited by the FDA um, for practice um, in many, in many um, conditions in the United States. So we want to look at that and look at, you know, really good clinics that are doing stem cells, exosomes and peptides and the strong um, benefits for that. In, in my book, the the Keto Green 16, I talk about BPC-157 as a uh, peptide that can be supplemented with orally and that there's been some great improvement in, in clients with celiac disease, you know, gut health issues, SIBO. And I think it's, you know, all, you know, life starts in the gut. I mean, if we have an unhealthy gut, we are unhealthy. So keeping the gut as healthy as possible is crucial to hormone balance and longevity. And then finally, the practices that we do, all part of the Keto Green lifestyle, gratitude and um, meditation and getting out in nature and getting good night's sleep and setting our circadian rhythm, all of the practices in, that I write about in the Hormone Fix and Keto Green 16 are essential to longevity. And you guys, it's cutting edge. Get the books, share the books, and uh, tell me your stories. I, I love hearing. I love hearing about it. And um, I just had a um, message in my um, uh, messenger app 
that from a, a woman. She said that she just started Keto Green 16. She's on day six. She's lost five pounds. She feels better than she has had in years. And I, I love hearing stories like that. It's it's not an um, the, she's not alone. I mean, it's beautiful to hear that. So what we want to do, we want to look at things that are going to increase our quality of life, increase our longevity. Oh yeah, alpha lipoic acid. That's another one, of course that uh, can be ben very beneficial to support our longevity as well. But a lot of times it's the nose that make the difference, saying no's to the toxins, saying no's to uh, laziness, saying no's to negative thoughts that are going to improve, it's gonna move the needle the most. So look in your life and think about what your next right step is and the mantra to love, love more in your life. Oh, so powerful, right? Love is so powerful. Love is the best medicine. And the more love we have in general, the more love we receive and, and we get and we return. And I think that's, um, that's what's so powerful. I mean, just really loving. So love, laugh and give. That's my, uh, three words of advice and my mantra for myself, love, laugh, and give. And um, speaking of mantras, a mantra that I would always say with my daughters in the, um, especially when they're back seat and they were fighting with each other, it's like, you know, pause, smile, look in someone's eyes and connect. And, um, and just doing that just kind of just puts that break, that moment of pause can help reset and uh, connect us back to the present moment and connect us back into our body and to be in that helpful, loving state that that makes a difference for us and those around us. So um, as we uh, approach this, the end of this Girlfriend Doctor show, I want to remind you that I am here for you. I am your Girlfriend Doctor and I care, I want you to awaken intellectually, shine from the inside out, nourish your body, mind, body, and spirit, and connect with yourself and those you love. And remember, I am your girlfriend doctor. There's no such thing as TMI. You can ask or tell me anything. And I appreciate it when I get your questions and your comments. And um, I look forward till next time. Thank you for being in my community.